0: listening to On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay. Reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunity in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out above the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. Okay, so Hal Elrod, best selling author, dead guy. <laughs> He's the author of The Miracle Morning, the not so obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m., and another great book called Life Head On. He was hit. Head on by a drunk driver at 70 mile per hour. He broke 11 bones. He actually died for six minutes and spent six days in a coma, only to wake up to face the news that he may never walk again. Not only did Hal walk again, He went on to run a 52-mile ultra-marathon, become a Hall of Fame business achiever and an international keynote speaker, one of the world's top success coaches. He's been featured in the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, writes for entrepreneur.com, has appeared on radio and TV shows across the country, and that list really goes on and on. Matter of fact, Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, calls Hal a genius and says, quote, his book, The Miracle Morning, has been magical in his life. And that's kind of really what Howe's life has been a bit. Uh, how magical, miracle, these are all words that we could use to describe your experience, your life, and the fact that you're even still here breathing and what you've done with your life. And it all really goes back to that word Purpose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It uh it's first, it it's one of those things. Purpose is like so near and dear to my heart. It's something that I, I think of all the time, every day, and I, I I live it and I talk about, you know, purpose for people to live and For me, it it was really born from tragedy like it is for a lot of people, you know, and I don't think that it has to be. In fact, that's part of my message is like, you don't have to go through what I went through like to tap into your purpose. But when I was 19 years old, I started selling Cutco kitchen knives um, and I was a DJ on the radio back then. So it was like my dream job was to pursue the radio. Buddy of mine convinced me to try this kind of summer job. And what started as a summer job ended up turning into a six year career and I'd broken all these company records and a year and a half into the the my my sales career I was giving a speech at a conference and I got a standing ovation which the reason that was significant was my dream had sh- kind of shifted through this whole process of being a radio DJ to being the best cutcore rep in the world to I thought I want to be a professional speaker like I want to impact people and inspire people and um when I got a standing ovation I it was very affirming like maybe I'm good enough you know because we all have that self-doubt and that you know that inner voice and But I thought, wow, people like a standing ovation, you know, that maybe if they think I'm good enough, other people would think I'm good enough. And so it was this really high point in my life that at that time, and I was 20 years old driving, I left the speech, you know, I I floated out the door of the, of the, uh, you know, the conference center. I was on top of the world and driving home that night in my brand new Ford Mustang, which, uh, I, another kind of moment of pride for a 20 year old to go buy, you know, your first brand new car. Sure. And, uh, you know, now I look at this consumerism and I would tell my (laughs) kids never to do it, but back then I was proud. And, and so driving home in my new Ford Mustang, um, about 1130 at night, it was late at night and I was, the radio was blaring and I was bouncing around the car. And um, that's my last memory. So what I'm going to share with you over the next you know, minute or two, I only know this from eyewitnesses and police reports and hospital records. But driving home around 11.30, 7 p.m., give or take, uh, a man I had never met before driving a much larger vehicle. It was a full-size Chevy truck. Uh, he left the bar after he had a couple of beers. And he got on the freeway going the wrong way. And I don't remember the headlights coming at me, but they did. At around 11.37 p.m., this full-size Chevy truck doing equal 70 miles an hour like I was, we collided head-on, 140-mile-an-hour head-on impact, you know, uh, smashed the front of my car, windshield shattered, airbag exploded. And believe it or not, the worst was yet to come. My car spun sideways off the drunk driver, leaving my driver's side door a direct target for the car that had been just three car lengths behind me. And at 70 miles an hour, they crashed into my door of my car. And if anybody's listening, just to kind of get an idea, look over your left shoulder and imagine a car hits you in your door at 70 miles an hour. And the left side of my body was destroyed by the left side of my car being smashed by the other vehicle. I instantly broke 11 bones uh, my, my femur, the biggest bone in the human body, broke in half. Hmm. My pelvis broke in three places. My arm broke in half. My um, elbow shattered. I severed my uh, radial nerve. I punctured my lung, ruptured my spleen. My eye socket was destroyed so bad it's all made mm. of titanium now. Uh, my ear was almost completely severed. I don't want to you know, get too graphic. But, um, and I begin to lose a lot of blood. Hmm. And an hour later, they pulled me out of the car and I was dead. Uh, I was clinically dead for approximately six minutes on the side of the freeway and rushed to the hospital after I was revived, uh, s- flatlined twice more in the first couple of days, spent six days in a coma. And when I came out of the coma, it was to the news that, you know, Hal, you're, you've are you been in a horrific accident. You've got uh, 11 broken bones. You have permanent brain damage. You have no short-term memory. Um, your life's never going to be the same, and you're probably never going to walk again. And you know, it's, it's, we can get into any details that you want, but I'll just kind of say the rest is is history, if you will. And, um, three weeks later I took my first step. Um, I had such a positive attitude in the hospital that the doctors thought I was delusional. Let me, let me stop you there because
0: I'm sure people are listening to this, you know, and thinking, hold on, you've, you've just woken up in the hospital to this news and they're telling you, horrific things like you may never walk again. Life is never going to be the same. And you have a different outlook. I mean, was your positive outlook was, was that from, from the beginning of when they said that or, or, or not?
1: Yeah. I I mean, for the most part. So what happened was the, um, When the doctor said, you know, they called my parents in one day and they said, we're concerned that Hal is uh, in denial and uh, he's delusional. And we've seen this before with accident victims, essentially, they said where it's so what's happened to him is so unimaginable and and so difficult. um, He just can't accept it. And so they said, we need you to get to the bottom and find out how he's really feeling. You know, he should be sad and depressed and angry and scared. And, you know, these are all really normal things. And so my dad came in and and kind of asked me, you know, try to get to the bottom of this. And I said, Dad, and here's, this is really the answer. I said, Dad, remember, I live by the five minute rule. I learned that in my Cutco training, which says it's okay to be negative, but not for more than five minutes. Like, there's no point in wishing you could change something that you can't change and being all those things that doctors thought I should be, sad, angry, depressed. I said, I can't change this. And I've already thought through there's two possible scenarios. Number one, I will never walk again. The doctors are right. I'll never walk again. And if that's the case, I said, I've already decided I'll be the happiest person you've ever seen in a wheelchair. Because if I'm in a wheelchair, I could be miserable or I could be happy either way I'm in a wheelchair. And and for anybody listening Justin, I wouldn't I would I'd invite you to consider what's your wheelchair? Like what's the circumstance in your past or present that you allow to cause, you know, you allow it to create emotional pain for you? When it's out of your control, there's no reason to create emotional pain. You just have to accept it and be at peace with it. And so that's what I did in advance. I said, Dad, I've already accepted the worst case scenario, so I'm not focusing on it, I'm not worrying about it, I'm not I'm not giving it a second thought. The second possibility though is I will walk again. I don't know when, I don't even know if it's possible. But all my energy goes into what I want while I accept what I don't want. I don't think about it. So I said I visualize walking every day, you know, and, and I don't I don't think it's I pray about it, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Justin, that two weeks later the doctors came in with routine x-rays and they were baffled they said we don't know how to explain this but your body is healing so quickly we're gonna let you take your first step tomorrow you know so went from never walking again to you're gonna walk tomorrow i mean really really just pretty incredible
0: so so what is that i mean it sounds great on the outside like uh you know maybe something out of the motivational poster or uh, you know like a rah-rah motivational business speech kind of thing but You know, this sounds like this kind of goes a little bit beyond that. Maybe you were dealing with something else. Matter of fact, let's take a good break here. This is a good place for that. When we come back, how you can fill us in on what you went through, whether it was inside of you the whole time or you had to find it, and how can other people do the same thing in harnessing just that perspective, that outlook, and what exactly that is. As we continue, Justin Barkley. With HAL Rod, This is on purpose. You're listening to "On Purpose with Justin Barclay. On the Blaze Radio network, the Blaze radio network.